Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 143 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, whenever you decide to listen. Let me get my drink real quick. We got a lot to talk about today, but this should be short topics. If you didn't catch the news last week, we only have a handful of weekly podcast episodes left for this show. Um, pretty much coming on the three-year anniversary of this show, I will no longer be doing weekly podcast updates. Now, that doesn't mean the podcast is done. Uh, it just means that I won't be doing weekly shows. So uh, that is on the way. So hopefully we can enjoy these last couple episodes. And then the other thing, I guess the more important thing would be I'm not going anywhere. So if you want to stay in touch and you want to find out what I'm doing, you should probably join our Discord. That'd be the best place to continue to get information like you do right now. Even if you don't know how to use Discord, download the app, join our Discord. The links are always in these videos. If they're not, just let me know. I'll give you a new link. Um, but join our Discord because all the information that I share and stuff I'm looking at will get uploaded there. Um, and that'll be where we still hang out. So <clears throat> that's the news on that. Um, let's see what else. Oh, we're going to be talking about Nintendo Seals today. Uh, there's been more video game interest in our Discord. So I wanted to talk about the different Nintendo Seals that you may see uh, on various Nintendo cartridges. So. Be ready for that. That's towards the end of the video. Other than that, we have a bunch of other topics to talk about. Let's start with the Battle Royale this week. Here we go. All right, Battle Royale. We're talking about the four main TCGs that we talk about on this show. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Digimon and their newest booster releases and how they're doing. Here we go. Number one this week. I'm going with Digimon versus Royal Knights. Um, there are 21 cards in this set that break that $15 price point. And not only that, but we actually saw an increase in the secret rares. So the secret rare being this Omnimon, it actually was like 50-ish dollars last week, went up to like 66, 70 bucks, which is also the same price as the boxes this week at $69. Case prices are down. But remember last week, we saw boxes at 59 bucks. Like they were stupid low. And I was like, this is terrible. Went right back up to 69. So if you bought in the 50s, you're doing okay right, right now. Um, top four cards in the set is down to $510. But uh, I think that's a strong Omnimon. And uh, when you look at the other sets today, I mean, 21 cards in the set that break a $15 price point. That's good. Like you're going to buy a box. You got a shot. You got a shot at getting some decent value back if you're interested in that. All right, number two this week. Going with Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist Nexus for the same exact reason. There are 26 cards in this set that break the $15 price point. Now, most of those being the new quarter century secret rares. So I don't know the exact pull rates on those. You might need a few boxes to get one. But if you bought one box at $55, which is what the price is this week, and you pull one of those uh, quarter century secret rares, you're getting at least $35, $40 bucks right off the bat. Upwards of $200, depending on which one you pull. Um, 
Case prices are the same. Top four cards in the set are down. So the singles are down, but the quarter century secret rares are all above 15 bucks. I think I think the lowest one is around like 25, and then it just goes it goes up incrementally from there. I mean, every every 10 bucks or so is like a, a different quarter century. So uh, if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh guy, this is you know this is a good play just because you have high odds. I mean, 26 cards. That's what you want to see. You want to see like, hey, do I even have a shot here if I open these boxes, or is this just lost? And you're going to get an example of that here in a second. Pokemon, Paldea Evolved at number three. Case prices are the same at 589 Box prices went up just a tad to 101 Top four cards in the set come out to $198, which is just a few dollars more than last week. I think it was like 193 last week, something like that, 196 Not much, right? And there are only six cards in the set to break the $15 price point. So this is what I'm talking about. You got Digimon you can buy for $69. You got a 21 different cards that you may pull that are better than 15 bucks or more. You go down to Pokemon, you buy a box for $100. There are only six that start at $15 or more. And then the only one that breaks 50 is the Iono. Everything else is like 40 bucks and under. So you, the best card you could possibly pull still doesn't match your box price. And then the second best card you could pull is not even half of your box price. So it, it's a slippery slope on that one. Um, but it's also a good time to buy singles. Like, this is where you start strategizing. Okay, well, what am I looking at here? Why am I doing it? And uh, you start buying those illustrator rares like we talked about. I think there, there are specific illustrator rares that will do well. Um, and I'm not talking like big two $300 bills. Maybe that's always a possibility with these trainer cards. But sometimes, you know, like, you know, let's say Magikarp, right? The Magikarp is like 40 bucks right now. But that's, don't go with that price. But let's say, let's say there's a card like Magikarp. Um, that's, you know, eight bucks right now. And you buy one in mint condition, gem mint condition, you grade it in a 10, you pay $15 for that grade. You're at 23 bucks in and PSA 10 sell for 65 to $80. That's like, that's, that's, that's game right there. You just do that with different illustrated rares. You're solid. You don't even got to chase the big cards, which is what everyone else is doing. You kind of move your attention to something else that really isn't getting a spot on it, but still has a market. Um, that's the way I'm looking at these right now. Number four this week, it's Dragon Ball Super Wild Resurgence. And not because the God Rare is terrible. That's not, it's not that. It's just there are only four cards that break the $15 price point, and they're all secret rares. So, I mean, boxes are $61, bucks, which I think is, if you're a sealed collector, it's a great time to get a God Rare set for $60. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just kind of flat. You know, like, I think, I think most people realize I'm probably not going to pull the God Rare. So even if the boxes are cheap, I would rather spend 60 bucks on Digimon or Yu-Gi-Oh or even Pokemon. That's that's kind of why it's in last place right now. I think like if you were at a cards card shop, you know, this would be the last one you'd pick. So, here you go. Number 1 this week, we got Versus Royal Knight. Uh 2 Duelist Nexus, 3 Paldea Evolved, 4 Wild Resurgence. Moving on to some Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? We got a detective Pikachu promo card that I'm actually kind of excited about. Uh, we're going to check it out here from pokebeach.com. Starting August 9th, which is today, if Wednesday, if you're listening, it's today. If Tuesday night, then it's tomorrow. Um, starting August 9th, those who pre-order the return of Detective Pikachu in stores in Japan will receive a Detective Pikachu promo. Currently, there is no word of an English release. So, over the past three years of this show, we've we've seen that Pikachu promos usually do pretty darn well. It's kind of a given. But I think this one's actually kind of cool. Like, 
when I imagine Detective Pikachu, this is the picture I get in my head right here. Um, is this card that like that? That pretty much sums it up right there. Um, I like it more than like the realistic animated style. I like the cartoon version of this look. I think this is a good looking card, and it's going to be in Japanese, so the gem mint condition should be decent. The problem is is getting it here to the U.S. So, you know, start looking on eBay or whoever you know happens to get a handful of these. You're going to see a lot of imports coming in, um, but you might want to grab you know three to five copies, and and you could you if they're not gradable, like let them sit. Um, and if they are gradable, you know, then, then try to go get that 10. I think this will be a solid card. I think people are probably going to ask, you know, a minimum of 30 bucks for this card. Uh, I don't, I don't really know, you know, this could just flop and go down to eight bucks right, right off the bat. I don't really know. I'm not going to speculate on the price. All I'm going to say is that this is a good card. Like this is a good promo. Uh, this is especially where Pokemon's at right now. Like bring the focus back on Pokemon. Stop putting it on trainers that have zero story zero legacy to them put it on the the monsters that we all love right um so pikachu and Growlithe, it's a good looking promo um i'm gonna be trying to get a handful and again you have to make a pre-order in store in japan so i don't know how hard these are going to be to get in terms of importing them um but start looking for those good sellers in japan and hopefully you can snag a deal if they have more than one copy uh, but that was it for oh wow okay we already spoiled the dragon ball news today uh, that was it for Pokemon this week. Take a look at the Detective Pikachu promos. You could probably check on eBay right now. People are probably already like trying to pre-sell these, I bet. Um, but it's that's a solid card. So, you know, uh, take a look if you're interested. It's something I'm going to be looking at, too. I think this is an easy game. Um, and it's it's one of the better. Like, I, li I really like the Charmander Obsidian Flames promo they got coming out, too. So, like, I like that stuff. Um, and if I'm going to buy Pokemon, that's what I would rather get right now. There you go. That's the news on Pokemon this week. Detective Pikachu Japanese promo. No news on any English versions yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but you never know. Um, so go ahead and grab a couple copies of that. And now we're going to be talking about some Ghost Rares from Yu-Gi-Oh. Here we go. So was hanging out today, and I saw, you know, I have a couple boxes of Ghosts from the Past 2 that are they're full display boxes that haven't been cracked open. Uh, and ever since I pulled the Blue Eyes on stream with you guys for new year's you know and then we end up grading it a 10 you know my appreciation for that card has gone through the roof like i that's probably my favorite card like next to war Greymon and charizard it's right there um it might be my rarest card i, I think it's like a pop six or pop seven and what's weird though is like you look at these other ghost rares dark magician girl is like a pop 200 you know red eyes pop 250 pop 300 cyber drag same thing the only one that's below like double like triple digits is the blue eyes white dragon and last time i checked he was a pop six and a psa 10 but that was a few months ago so it's probably you know pop 10 or something like that wouldn't be surprised but um that got me to thinking it's actually probably a good time to start buying some ghost rares now i know that these are easier to pull um and these were you know littered with printing issues um but when you look at the prices you know and you and look at the prices and look at the character selection uh i would say you know it might be a decent time besides the blue eyes white dragon uh you look at these prices you got dark magician girl which actually actually the top ghost rare in this set it is down from 250 dollars over the last uh year it is down to 179 bucks you can actually find it cheaper on tcg player obviously you're going to get that near mint you know you're not going to get mint or you know 
gem mint unless someone's just being very generous with their sale. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't strut like I wouldn't swing for the fences on these and try to get them graded. I would just buy them and start accumulating them. Maybe get one to two copies of each one, or at least your favorite ones, because I do think that at some point in time, these will age well and people will want them. Just not right now. It's too new. Uh, but when you look at terms of value, they're actually the lowest they've been since they've came out. So it's actually it's a good time to buy them if if you're a fan of them. Why not? Right? You don't have to get them graded. Dark Magician Girl down to 179. Blue Eyes White Dragon is the only one who's showing like a sign of life. It's pretty much the same price as it was a year ago. Uh, right around 170 bucks. I think it says 158 right here. Uh, but you can see it got as high as you know, uh, 200 here uh, just a few months ago. But right now it's about the same. If you go from a year ago to today, it's j literally just the same price. I I think it's an awesome car. I love mine. I. Every morning when I walk in this office and I get to see I'm like, yeah, that card is sick. That card is sick. Um, so this is the only one that's kind of showing a sign of life. But this is also like, I mean, look at this. This is one year of data right here. This might be a good card in the future. It might be a very good card in the future. Uh, just just because it, it it's different than all. The, you see the trends on all these other cards. They're all going down. This one's the only one that's kind of like a, sticking out like a sore thumb. And it's common sense. It's a blue eyes white dragon, but um, think about that one, right? Uh, then you look at the red eyes black dragon. Which this one, this is the one I've been hyper fixated on. I really want to get this one. The red eyes black dragon ghost rare down to sixty bucks right now. Was as high as almost a hundred bucks a year ago. So another solid card. I'm actually looking at the um, red eyes black dragon ultimate rare as well in Japanese. I'm looking at that. So it's like I got to get one or the other. I'm not sure which one I want to get. You know. I have my starter deck, Joey, you know, sealed starter deck. So, like, I got, I got, you know, a box fresh starter deck, Red Eyes, which is dope. But I'd love to get an LOB. Um, I'd love to get a uh, ultimate rare, and I'd love to get the ghost rare of this card. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm not necessarily going for PSA 10s, right? I think PSA 10s sell for, like, 200. So that's also an option here, too, with the Red Eyes. But, like, just raw, you know, you can get two. You could get two for for 120 bucks or you could get three for 180 which is the price of a 10 and then you got three you put them in your binder you just kind of let it let it sit for a while because i do think his value could come up over time not anytime soon but i just i think that these are solid cards right they may not be the best ghost rares ever but they are solid uh you look at the cyber dragon which is going to be more popular with you know more modern uh newer like 05 and up uh Yu-Gi-Oh guys but it's down to 45 bucks right so these two are actually cheaper than than a display of Ghost from the Past. Like I think a Ghost from the Past display is like just under 100 bucks. So like you have the Red Eyes and the Cyber Dragon which you can both get. I mean Cyber Dragon's $46 right now. So if you're a Cyber Dragon fan, you know, save your money for a month and maybe get one. Um but this is something I'm looking at and you know no one's talking about it. It's a great time to buy when no one when nobody cares about this stuff. It's a great time to start looking at things like that and saying, "Hey, you know what?" I believe in these cards. I'm going to start grabbing a few. So there you go. That's the use. The use. That's the use on Yu-Gi-Oh. That's the news on Yu-Gi-Oh. We're going to talk about some Dragon Ball this week. Here we go. All right. Dragon Ball this week. Um, we touched on it. Two weeks ago, we're going to touch on it again. It's Critical Blow. That's a new God Rare set that's coming out for Dragon Ball Super Card Game. 
We got a nice beast Gohan on the front there, and there's also some Gogeta action going on. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get a Gohan or Gogeta God Rare. But we're going to go ahead and go to the official site and take a look at this video that they made for us. So it's a promotional video. I'm really hoping we get a Gohan Beast uh, God Rare. Gogeta's cool too, and I'll show you why Gogeta's cool here in a second. So here we go. Let's watch this video. A couple minutes long. Now that your power has been charged to the limit, unleash a furious attack! Dragon Ball Super Card Game Zenkai Series Extra Critical Blow! Heavy metal back there, dude. The new Zenkai cards are here. They are called Zenkai Extras. Those are cool looking. Like the Zenkai deck and Zenkai battle cards, Zenkai Extras are played by paying Zenkai energy. They have a greater impact than standard extras. Gohan awakens. He teams up with his friends to deliver the final blow in the battle against the activated Cell Max. Janemba transforms. Right here. His deadly blade rushes forward. Janemba movie. The strongest fusion warrior, Gogeta. Overwhelming power right will here. soon purge this demon. Fortune teller Baba sends her strong fighters into battle. If you overcome this training battle, unexpected encounter awaits. Now is your chance to prove your training. Fu brews a devious scheme in his laboratory. No one can stop him now. After surviving a fierce battle, Brawly awakens! He faces Goten, Gohan, and finally Goku! Family bonds will unite to save the Earth! Zenkai Series Set 5 will also include loads of new Zenkai cards. Another heated battle is about to unfold. There are 274 card types in all. Cards that recreate tons of famous scenes from Dragon Ball history. There are three secret rares. And a god rare descends from on high. A shining treasure just waiting for you to find. Each 24-pack box will include an SR or SPR card as a box topper. Look for the simultaneously released premium pack set as well. This bargain of a set includes four Zenkai Series Set 5 packs and two PR cards. And don't miss the pre-release. Get a Cell Max Leader card and Zenkai Extra card. The evolution never stops. Dragon Ball Super Card Game. Zenkai Series Extra Critical Blow. Oh, my God. Check the official website for release details. So we got about a month before that drops, um, September 8th. But uh, yeah, you saw that. They got the Janemba throwback in there. And that is also the first time we see Gogeta. Not Vegito, but Gogeta. And uh, that could be a great sign of a god rare. And then they also have, you know, Gohan there. So we've already gotten Goku. We've gotten Vegeta. We've gotten Bardock. It kind of makes sense they throw Gohan here in this one. Um, there's a lot they could do with the god rare. And I think it'll it'll... Probably, if they do it right, it could bring back the God Rare to a, a higher level here. 
Um, but yeah, the other thing to note here too is that they're inserting an SR or SPR into this set. So you're probably going to see a dip in prices with SPR. So when the set drops, take a look at what SPRs are out there, start making your picks and wait for those prices to drop because there's going to be an influx of supply because you're getting one extra SPR or one SR per uh, box. So that ultimately is going to bring down the prices of some SPRs because they're, they're throwing them in there. Sometimes it's a promo. Like when they do promos instead, instead of SPRs, it seems like those sets of SPRs are a little more expensive because why? People aren't getting them as much. So something to think about. Um, it's still a month out. You know, I don't, I don't like going too far ahead in the future like some people do. Uh, you know, I just take it for what it is and uh, it looks cool, right? So hopefully we get a Gohan or a Gogeta. That's what I'm pulling for. And that might be something I'd actually try and buy. All right. That's it for the Dragon Ball news this week. We're going to get into some Digimon. Here we go. Digimon. All right. We got some, we got we got something called a little now and later to, uh, this week, and uh, you know I was looking at like I always do. I was looking for Digimon cards that I want to buy that I think might be underpriced or something like that, and I went and checked in on the Omnimon again. Um, the BT five like box topper from uh, what's that set? Dimension Force. Is that what it is? Or oh my gosh, what set was it from? You guys know what I'm talking about. It just came out. Gosh dang it. I'm going to have to look it up now. I have to. I can't not look it up. Let's let's pull it up real quick. Uh, Omnimon. Across Time booster box. Duh. Okay, so anyways, from the Across Time set, that's not what we're talking about, though. Um, what we're talking about is something that I would, you know, I was trying to, see what I should buy for Digimon here. I'm always looking for stuff that's down. And I think that this Digi this Omnimon has more to, to drop here. You can see here on the prices. So the market price is 230 right now. But if you look at the sales, this was on August 5th, August 1st, and then uh, July 2nd, you have 179, 159, 154. So there, it's definitely coming down a lot more than 230. Um, you might see this, like, you know, I, I would like to see this card under 100 bucks. And then it might be a good buy from there. Um, but even then, 100 bucks in Digimon is, like, insane. Like, that's that's a lot to ask for to sustain price. So um, I think I think that this is a later card. This is a card you can wait till later to get. There's no rush to get it. No one's talking about it, right? There's no crazy hype behind it. I would wait, even though it has dropped significantly. I mean, from 290 down to, you know, 154, right? That's, like good chunk of money i think it's going to continue to drop and get below 100 bucks now one that has dropped an insane amount i'm talking 80 percent drop we're talking about the vmon promo card from digimon ultimate cup i think that this if you're a vmon line or stingmon line like imperial Dramon, davis like if you're ken right if you're into the, those characters i think it's a great time to get this promo card trophy card um it is down from a hundred dollars down to 20 bucks uh, just yesterday, it one sold for twenty dollars, and a few days before that, sold for twenty, and then at the beginning of August, sold for twenty. So this card is down eighty bucks from a hundred dollars. We're talking a trophy card that's on the same level as the Agumon. I don't know if you guys remember the Agumon Evolution Cup. That card was like a hundred dollars for months on end, uh, and just recently dropped. Uh, but this one was a hundred dollars on release, and now it's down to twenty bucks. 
this is a now card that I would start looking at. You can get it for just under 20 bucks. I think you're gonna be doing solid. And this is a gradable card, right? It's a trophy card. Uh, it's got a nice stamp on it. it has great characters and it, it even tells a story in here with Imperial Digimon. So this is a, a Digimon card that I'm looking at right now. And it's a little more expensive, right? It's 20 bucks right now. It's not like a $5 card or anything. Um, but I think that this is, this is like the type of card that you could spend, you know, 15, 20 bucks on and be okay with. Um, great looking card. That's something I'm looking at. And that is the news for Digimon this week. Let's talk about sports. Um, I don't know how many of you watched Nate Diaz and Jake Paul fight this uh, past weekend, but I did. It was a good fight, decent fight. Um, but we're going to be talking about Nate Diaz cards and uh, maybe something you could think about here for the future. Here we go. <laughs> Nate Diaz. One of the most, probably going to be one of, go down as one of the most memorable UFC MMA fighters ever. He fights Jake Paul this past weekend. He lost on the scorecards, but um, I thought he slapped up Jake pretty good. And he also proved that, like, Jake, Jake can't knock out someone that's 40 years old. That's like, he can't do it. Um, and Jake has also fought, what, six or seven professional fights. Now he's a, as a professional this was Nate's first professional fight. So a guy with seven fights under his belt couldn't put away a guy with no fights under his belt. Um, that's something to talk about. But what I want to talk about is that, you know, now that Nate has lost and the dust is settling, you might want to start looking at Nate's rookie card. Like, I do I do buy UFC cards. Um, I've invested a, a decent amount of money into John Jones, uh, Charles, Charles Oliveira, and Kamar Usman. Um, but Nate Diaz is also, I think, a great grab. Uh, maybe even more so than like Conor McGregor, you know, because I don't even know if Conor McGregor is ever going to fight again. We just don't know. But in, besides all that, uh, that, regardless of the opinions, uh, this is a Nate Diaz rookie card that I want you guys to take a look at. Uh, this is from Market Movers. Check this out. So this card here is the 2009 Tops UFC Round 1. Uh, this is just the base, right? Last sale was 25 bucks, So that's in the dark blue here. If you want to spend a little more money on a Nate Diaz card, I think a good one would also be this 2010 UFC fighter autograph. This is his first auto right here. This is the first auto that Nate has ever done. Uh, that sells for around 100 bucks, So that's a more high-end card if you want to get into that. But I'm going to touch on the base one. It's about 20-ish dollars right now. Uh, but you can see it had a little pump this past week, right? So the fight was on the 5th. You can see that on uh, uh, July 30th, there was a sale of 25 bucks, which was higher than it was in June. June, one sold for $6 in June. And then it sold for 25 in uh, July. Now, this card averages around 20 bucks. But the thing I want to share is that at the end of their fight, after they got done fighting, they both agreed to do an MMA match. So um, they, they are going to go MMA. Uh, and it could be anywhere from three to six months from now. So... Keep this in your back pocket maybe a month from now when everyone forgets about this Jake Paul fight because it's still kind of fresh in everyone's minds right now. Everyone's going to want that premium, but maybe wait a few weeks, you know, upwards to a month, maybe a month and a half. Go check out these 2009 Tops UFC Round 1 base cards. You might be able to snag one for like 8 bucks, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, something like that, and you may be able to grade it if it's in good condition or you just keep it, and, you know, hopefully when Nate and Jake fight again but in MMA, Nate can put on an impressive performance, bring some spotlight to his name, and you might be up a quite a good amount on some money. And you can see that his cards were actually upwards of $65 at one point. 60, 60, uh, there's 57, 60, 
64, 55. So like this card could de easily 3x given the given the right situation, the right time. Um, and I think good timing for that would be when he fights Jake again in MMA. I think he can put him away pretty easily. Uh, then, you know, this this autograph here, this is the one I'm more interested in because I like to spend a little more money on my cards. Um, but this Nate Diaz auto is dope. I, whether you're here to try and capitalize on the MMA fight that he'll do with Jake in the future, that's not even confirmed yet. But they did agree. But my point is, whether you're here for the short term or the long term, I do think Nate Diaz goes down as one of the greatest UFC MMA fighters there will ever be. He'll be the most memorable. He's just he's just a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. The guy the guy can lose a fight and people still love him, right? Like he can lose and make you feel like he won. It's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, he lost on the scorecards, but he still whooped this guy's butt. So um I'm gonna be taking a look at these. This is actually on a downward trend. Right now it's a little more expensive. You can see that on in uh in July, this one sold for $111. If I can get one closer to like 50 bucks, I'll definitely do it. Um, because I do have, you know, like I'm holding my John Jones cards, um, my good ones. I'm holding Charles Oliveira. These are just guys that I'm actually a fan of. I'm actually I'm a fan of Nate Diaz too, so I would like to get one for the PC and then maybe hold a couple other ones and see how it does in the future. Um, but he's just a, he's an MMA great, so um, I think it's a great option and uh, something to look at in the coming weeks, not today. But I would start adding things to your watch list. Maybe you come up with a, a nice deal when everyone forgets about this Jake Paul deal in a few months. All right. That's it for the sports. Let's talk about the uh, segment that's uh, in the title today. We're going to be talking about different Nintendo seals for your vintage games. Here we go. All right. The complete original Nintendo NES label seal guide. This comes from the oldschoolgamevault.com. And this is a guide to teach you about the different seals on your Nintendo games. <clears throat> and this is important because when you're out buying different variants of games, you might want to know this stuff. So, in the late 1970s, saw the release of the Atari and the rise of the homing gaming console, the home gaming console. By the early 1980s, it crashed and burned. This is mostly due to gamers' frustration at subpar games. <clears throat> okay. The fact wasn't lost on Nintendo of America in the lead-up to the 1985 release of the NES home console. They knew that to win over the public, they would have to ensure the games they released for it were of certain high quality. Okay. Therefore, Nintendo added a seal of quality sticker to each game's packaging. So they literally did it just to show people, hey, this is a good game. Uh, these stickers changed over the years, as did the cartridge case designs for certain games. For example, the initial release of the NES title Metroid had a silver label. However, a 1992 re-release of the game had a yellow one. If you're looking for Metroid, this is something you need to take a note of. The difference may seem negligible, but it actually represents a difference of about $10 on the retro game market. Same with The Legend of Zelda, which was released in 1986 with an all-gold cartridge. Then, Nintendo re-released Zelda in 1992, giving it the gray cartridge shell. Now, I've always heard the... The rumor that people don't really care for this gold one. They actually want this one. But I think the gold one looks dope. I'm actually going to start looking for those. It's why retro gamers today are so fetish, fetishistic, fetishistic about identifying the difference in design changes NES implemented over the years. They've even noted the fact that sometime around 1992, Nintendo added a red strip label at the top of the box while doing away with the red line at the tops of the game. 
Okay. As for the color-coded seals, below you'll find the different types of labels found on your old NES games. There is a perfect example of seals from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. These are exact same games. One is called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and the other is just Punch-Out. Okay. Nintendo had a three-year license with Mike Tyson back in the day. Nintendo paid him $50,000 with no royalties. Holy cow. It's been stated Nintendo made $1.7 on the deal. Oh my gosh. Might be a game you want to look at. So as soon as the license was up, Nintendo had to swap out all the Mike Tyson images and so on. So the final boss in the game called Mr. Dream instead of Iron Mike Tyson. As you can see from the front label, no longer features Mike Tyson. Ah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. So you want to go for the punch out with Tyson on there. The black and gold Nintendo seal. It was the original Nintendo seal slapped on its first games. It meant that, in fact, Nintendo was guaranteeing authenticity and that the third-party developers didn't hijack the machine in order to rush produce a subpar game. So this was about the quality of the game. That's hilarious. I thought it was more like this is a real game, but it's more about it's ensuring that this we say that this is a good game. That's crazy. Uh, the seal was introduced by Nintendo of America and has lasted for three years until 1988. Okay, so this is a three-year-old label. Got it. While Nintendo did have firm quality control measures in place regarding the NES, uh, publishers could only develop five releases per year. Wow. The measure was mostly superficial, having a old black gold seal in the front center of the game's packaging existed only to inspire confidence. And by all counts, this cosmetic feature had the desired effect. Okay. Here's the white and gold seal. 1989, Nintendo changed the seal again for cosmetic reasons. The black and gold seal was overstuffed with verbiage stating this seal is your assurance that Nintendo has approved blah, blah, blah. The wording was tweaked in 1988, but in 1989, Nintendo changed the color scheme altogether, making it white and gold. They also changed the text to a simpler official Nintendo seal of quality. Yep. Nintendo released an explanation for the new seal that focused more on guaranteeing the hardware compatibility than anything else. Basically, Nintendo said that the game in your hands worked with the system it was designed for. And that was all. They didn't mention software or gameplay quality. Wow. So they kind of, so it's a different seal altogether, like different quality assurance, really. One's just saying this is compatible with your system. One's saying this is actually a good game. That's interesting. The red top labels. Those with a fetish for investigating different label types on NES games might be aware that the mythic red top labels. Those who don't know will find that certain NES games were released with different colored label tops. Probably the most famous example is the shooter Hogan's Alley. Retro gamers were flooding message boards of years wondering why seemingly identical versions of the game had one single arbitrary difference, different colored title text on top of the game. It became one of those little points of interest that sent gamers scouring the backlogs of Nintendo data for any clue. The result, turns out, this was a subtle difference, did signify some, did, did signify, signify, wow, I need to slow down. Signified something. If you had a game with a red top, it meant that it was a Canadian re release of the same title. I had no idea. I got to check my game now. Uh, even today, you'll find an official seal on all games for Nintendo. That's going to be something I'm looking for all the time now. Okay, but for now, they've streamlined even further, shortening the text, uh, reading official Nintendo seal. They've also covered their bases by describing the label's purpose in even more limited terms. Now, the label basically just indicates that your game you're buying, the game you're buying has been officially licensed by Nintendo. No longer a mention of quality. Wow. Okay. So your older games are going to have the black and gold. Your newer games are going to have the uh, white and gold. 
and then your Canadian games are going to have the red labels. And what's the other thing? You want to look for the different cartridges here. Silver labels on Metroid. Interesting. I got to check out Zelda. That's definitely something I have to look at. So there you go. I didn't know this stuff. Something to uh something new. I got to look at my where's my I think they're over there. Okay, they're not behind me. I was going to grab them real quick. Uh, I got to take a look at my Nintendo games to see what, what that's all about. But um, there you go. Hopefully, you guys learned something new and add it to your video game collecting knowledge. All right. Last segment of the day. We're talking about Gengar's Grab. Here we go. All right. Last segment of the day, Gengar's Grabs. This is about the stuff that you guys bought this week and you shared it with our Discord. I'm going to rank them up. Here we go. It's going to be a short week. We only had a few submissions this week in the Gengar's Grabs tab. Summer's been tough on you guys. Number three this week, we're going with Lot Lizard, a.k.a. Chris. He got a uh, Ronin Boba Fett figure, and that looks dope. Like, that's actually, I really like that. That's actually something that I would display on my shelves. It's just, that's my style right there. Very cool. Number two this week, Conroe Smalls. Makes another appearance. He was on the he was on the grabs tab last week. He's on the grabs tab again. He got some looks like he got some Chinese Digimon cards of Paledramon. He was like, I don't know what these are, but it's Paledramon, and I love collecting Paledramon. So that's cool. I really like that. Those look nice too. Those are cool looking cards. And number three, number one this week. My bad. Number three. Wow. Number one. Going with Looped, aka Nasty Nate. He's got a full set here. One, two, three, four of Obsidian Flames staff promos. Um, he said he wasn't aware that they kept making these staff cards, but yeah, they, they in fact do. And he has a full set right here that he, I guess he got gifted from his game store. Um, so that is pretty cool. Yeah. Staff, staff promos are sweet. And now I really think when it comes down to staff promos, it's just a matter of which characters they put on the cards now. Um, but that is cool. Definitely better than a regular promo. All right. That is it for Gengar's grabs. Hopefully you guys have more stuff coming in. We can share it next week. Uh, but that is all for Gengar's Grabs and episode 143 of the podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. Join our Discord because that's where I'm going to be in the future after these weekly podcasts end. Uh, and that is it, guys. I will see you guys next week for episode 144. Peace.